episode number 156 of the Living Deliberately podcast. Hi, this is Shira Gura. Welcome to my podcast, where you'll learn how to get unstuck, get clear, and live your life deliberately. If you're new to me, just so that you know who you're signing up to listen to, I'm the creator of The Unstuck Method and The Clear Way, two groundbreaking self-help tools that promote your emotional health and well-being. I'm the author of the book, Getting Unstuck, Five Simple Steps to Emotional Well-Being, and I'm currently writing my second book, Getting Clear. I teach all about these tools in my workshops, retreats, and coaching programs. I'm married to a wonderful husband named Boaz. I'm the mother of four children. I'm an avid yogini, and I'm passionate about composing music. Thank you so much for choosing to be with me today, and now for today's episode. Hello, my dear friends, and thank you for joining me today. I am thrilled to be broadcasting this podcast episode again from inside of the forest right near my home, which happens to be the quietest place that I can record this podcast during this time of lockdown when my kids and husband are in the house. And I just want to express my gratitude for this forest for where I live, and for the ability to be able to come here every single day. So in last week's episode, I challenged you to take a look at what I call the wheel of life, which is basically looking at your entire life, not just the parts that you love, and not just the parts that you would like to change, but all of the parts in between the relationships with the people that you live with, the relationships with the people that you don't live with, your work or financial situation, your self-care, your hobbies, your physical health, your emotional health and well-being, your spiritual life, all of it. And the reason I challenged you to do so is because I believe that many of us miss a very big opportunity when it comes to this work of living deliberately. We tend to focus on only one part, and it's really hard to grow as a person when you are only focusing on one part of yourself. Like if you are only focusing on your physical health, then your emotional health or maybe your relationships may suffer because you're not focusing on them and what you focus on grows. And it could be the other way around. And so I challenged you to take a good and honest look at your life and see what and where it is that you would like to create change. The next part, which I alluded to last week, is deciding not what it is that you have to do to create the changes in your life that you're looking to create, but rather who it is that you want to be. In episode 152, I spoke about a tool that I created called The Clear Way. And I'm actually just about finished writing my second book, which is called Getting Clear, and it's based on this tool. And the book will be coming out in a few months. If you haven't yet tuned into episode 152, you definitely want to do so because it's a really huge part of living deliberately. And each of these podcasts are building on one another. The last step of that tool, R, is for responsibility. This is where you commit to taking 100% responsibility for who you are being 
when you enter into any situation. Now, this is, for most people, a very novel concept. Most people don't stop to think about who they are. They just are who they are, or they are who they've always been, or they are like their parents were. But most people don't see how your way of being can actually be an ongoing conscious choice. And this is a huge miss because we, in every moment, have the opportunity to choose who we want to be. Even right now, at this very moment, as you listen to this podcast episode, you can choose how you want to be listening to it. You can choose to be attentive or curious or open minded or non judgmental or happy or excited or anything else. If you don't consciously choose who you want to be, you will be someone. But that someone will be a person that you live by on default. You are always being somebody. But more often than not, we are being someone because the lower mind has been trained to show up that way, as you always have been. And that person that you live by on default may be the person you actually want to be. And if that's the case, great. And you really don't need to listen to this episode. But from my personal experience and the experience I have with coaching others, I have realized that most of the time we are showing up in our lives. Of course, this is unconscious, but we're showing up as people we don't necessarily want to be. And I'll tell you how I know this. I have a tradition of setting my alarm on my phone. It goes off several times throughout the day. When it goes off, it's a reminder for me to take a stop. And when I do, I ask myself, am I being the person in this moment that I want to be? And like nine times out of 10, I'm not. I'm being anxious or I'm being rushed or I'm being impulsive or busy or something other than the person that I really want to be in the world. Now, when you get clear, as I mentioned earlier, you choose in the R step your way of being. The book I'm writing now is full of personal stories of where I got clear in my life in order to avoid getting stuck and in order to live deliberately. In each story, I committed to being a different way of being. So, for instance, in one story, I committed to being confident, and in another story, I committed to being loving, and in another story, I committed to being proactive. There's about 50 or so stories, and the ways of being that I commit to are different in each story. I did this purposefully so as to illustrate that you can commit to a wide variety of ways of being. That being said, I don't know about you, but I think I would have a really, really hard time to commit to 50 ways of being all of the time, right? First of all, I wouldn't remember them all. Secondly, I think that would just create a lot of pressure and overwhelm on myself to try to show up as those 50 ways all of the time. It's just too much. And so the exercise that I suggest is to review all of the different ways that you would like to create a change in your life and start to list out the ways of being 
that you think you need to be in order to create those changes. So for example, if you're looking to improve a relationship, maybe you feel like you would need to be loving or accepting or easygoing or non-judgmental or kind. If you are looking to improve your physical health, maybe the way you need to show up is being dedicated or committed or self-loving or motivated. If you are looking to create a change in your career or your financial situation, maybe you would want to commit to being conscientious or careful or cognizant. There are endless ways of being in the world. In fact, in my book, I created a chart of ways of being, but the chart is not exhaustive. It can truly go on and on. I simply chose the most common and widely used ways of being people seem to want to show up in their lives. So while there are many ways we can commit to showing up in our lives, situation by situation, we also can identify a certain number of ways that can be the basis for our emotional health and well-being. I have learned that the number three is considered a very stable number, And it's also a relatively small number, and it's easy to remember things that come in threes. So the exercise is to look at all of the things you want to create in your life, and then look at all of the different ways of being that you would need to be in order to create those things. And then see if you can pull out the most common ways of being that you see that you need to show up in your life in order to create change. Now, before I go on, let me just say that this exercise is not easy. Please be patient with yourself and please be compassionate with yourself as you go through it. It's not easy to know what you want to create in your life if you've never really thought about it. And if you've pretty much been doing the same things day in and day out. And it's not easy to know who you want to be if you've never thought about that before. All of this requires a lot of consciousness and awareness and openness. So please be patient with yourself as you do this. You may find yourself being really excited to start this exercise, and then maybe you'll want to take a pause and reflect upon what you've thought about. Maybe you want to step away from it and come back to it in a week or so. There's really no rush to do this. But ideally, you will extract three ways of being that represent kind of like the root of the tree that you are growing into. So yes, your tree is going to have lots of branches and colorful leaves, which will represent all the other ways of being that you are evolving into. But you need roots. And these roots will be the basis for who you are evolving into. The idea is that these three words, if you can truly become them, will open up possibilities for you to commit to becoming the other ways of being as well. I'll give you a personal example. My three chosen ways of being that I've committed to are calm, conscious, and loving. These are three ways that I have found I need to be in order to create the changes I want to create in my life and in my relationships. Now, are there other ways I want to be? Of course there are. But 
these three ways, calm, conscious, and loving, these are my foundational ways. So for example, do I not want to commit to being joyful in my life? Sure, I want joy. But I find that when I'm being conscious, joy is present. Do I not want to, I don't know, be connected in my life? Of course I do. But I feel that happens, or at least it's more possible, when I'm being calm. In other words, these three words are my roots, and my other ways of being can spring from them. And the challenge that I would like to offer you today is for you to identify your three ways of being. These three ways are going to be your foundation. Most likely, the three ways that you choose are three ways that you are not necessarily by default. They are ways that you are looking to evolve into. Most likely, they are three opposite ways of how you usually show up in your life. And I say that without any judgment, but rather as a way to help you identify your three ways. And then the next step would be, okay, well, once I find my three ways, what do I do with them? The quick answer is you commit to being them. You commit to showing up as those ways in every waking moment that you are aware of. The longer answer will take a little bit more time to share, and I will expound upon that in future episodes. Now, I'd like to answer just a couple of questions that people have asked me when I've done this exercise with them. One question is, how exactly do I choose three ways when I have so many areas of my life that I want to work on creating change? And my answer is that if it's hard for you to find your three ways, I would say go back to your list and try to determine the top three areas that you would like to create change in your life and then see if you can identify the three ways from there. Keep in mind Your ways of being can be fluid. Just because you identify three ways now in this exercise doesn't mean you can't change them later. But ultimately, the idea is to choose your three ways and really commit to them. So another person that I'm working with asked if it would be okay to have more than three ways of being because she came up with a list a bit longer than three. And she said she can easily remember her list. So is it a problem to have more than three? And the short answer is no, it's not a problem. And each of you can do what is best for you. But again, I do believe that each of us can narrow all of the ways that we want to be down to three. And again, we do this to create our foundation, not to limit us, but in fact, to help us expand and grow. Just because you don't name one way of being as one of your foundational three doesn't mean you can't use that word when getting clear, for example. Of course you can. These three ways of being are simply what you are focusing on predominantly as a way to strengthen your base of who you want to become as a whole person. Remember, we are focusing on beingness here and not doing. The doing will come as a result of who you are being. Your beingness, who you are being in any moment, will dictate what you do and not the other way around. 
Again, I know this work may be new to many of you, and so I encourage you to take your time with it and play with it. Find a friend to work with or contact me to get coached on this so that you can really reach your full potential with applying this to your life and creating the life you want to live, even during the days of Corona, and especially during the days of Corona. Who do you want to be? What kind of ways do you want to be when you're cooped up in your house? And if you're cooped up with other family members, especially that, who do you want to be? You get to choose. Isn't that fabulous? (laughs) You get to choose who you are. Others don't get to choose that for you. Your past doesn't have to choose that for you. Only you get to choose who you want to be. You get to be in the driver's seat of your life every single minute if you choose it. And so the question is, are you choosing it? And if yes, what are you choosing? This is big stuff, my friends, because how you show up in the world determines everything. How you feel, how others feel about you, what you can create, and so much more. And again, it's not about what you are doing, but something much, much deeper inside of you. It's about your essence, your way of being. Okay, my friends, that is what I have for you today. I have so much more goodness to bring to you in the coming weeks. So please stay tuned. And make sure that you are a part of the Living Deliberately Facebook group so that you can share with me all of the experiences that you are having from this podcast. Wishing you a wonderful rest of your week. And as always, I look forward to living deliberately with you. Thank you for joining me for this episode of the Living Deliberately podcast. If you liked what you heard today, please share it with a friend or family member who may not know much about podcasting. If they need help, please show them how to subscribe to the show and how they can leave a review. For more information on my workshops, programs, and retreats, please visit me on my website at shiragura.com. See you next week.